the preview part two. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar app, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here, courtesy of the LineStar app. It is me. It is my boy, Scott Bogman, and it's you, and we're talking NFL DFS. It's almost here. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. We finally got here. 2020, you're a son of a bitch, but you know what? (laughs) It's been all worth it because we finally got NFL back, and there's nobody I'd rather be doing these previews with than my guy. He is one of the contributors to the Fantasy Black Book, my co-host of the Black Book podcast, and also co-host of the in this league podcast which is absolutely hysterical it's so good bogman scott bogman that's right just like james bond bond james bond (laughs) bogs i'm so happy to have you here we just did the afc preview for anybody who missed it and we're gonna do the uh, nfc today are you ready to get after it my friend i'm ready man let's get after it i'm excited i'm ready for football to start let's roll And for those of you who want to make sure you get access to the show every single week when it drops, I just want to remind everybody, go subscribe to the pre-snap podcast, courtesy of the Line Star app. We are all over iHeart, iTunes, iStitcher, iGoogle, everything. We're all over the place. Just subscribe, click that notifications button, and you'll know when the show drops. Uh, We're going to do a recap show of the week every Tuesday. Then every Thursday, you'll have your show to drop basically for your preview of DFS. And then Friday will be the wagering show too. We like to give you a different versions of the show. That way you can pay attention to whatever it is you prefer more. If you like the wagering, you like the DFS, if you like both, or if you just like us, which come on, tell the truth. How can we you know not? What that, I mean, how can seriously. you not? I mean, we're so much fun. Uh, also, so what's fun, fun is that, <laughs> what's fun also is that Line Star app. So go download the Line Star app headlinesareapp.com upgrade to that premium product the best tool site out there no joke i've worked for a lot of different dfs companies in my life linestar by far the best one even last year in the show chris meany and i used to just off air talk about like man this is so much easy to do the show with this app and using it so please go out there and get that as well and give a little love to linestar go follow them on twitter let's start with the nfc and let's start with how about them cowboys how about I love them Cowboys. Cowboys. How about them? Uh, Dak Prescott threw for almost 5,000 yards last year. They added CeeDee Lamb. I love this. I just love the Cowboys. Uh, Dak has been tremendous. You got to pay for him. More of a cash game guy. Same goes with Zeke. You know what you're getting. A high floor, high ceiling player every week. Some matchups are going to be better than others. So let's just talk about the wide receivers here because that really what matters. And we'll get to the tight end too. Amari Cooper, you know, still a little boomer bust. Michael Gallup was very good last year. And then, of course, you've got the new guy, C.D. Lamb. So how do you approach this from a DFS standpoint? Are you somebody that does like Cooper or are you a little worried because of the up and down game log at times? No, I, I like Cooper, but you're right. He's definitely a boomer bust player. And that's not going to be easier with a guy like C.D. Lamb coming into this mix here, because to me, at the end of this year, C.D. Lamb is probably going to be the best wide receiver on this team, I think. I think he's that talented. I think he's uh, incredible. And even though they already have two guys that could be number ones on a lot of other teams in Cooper and Gallup, I think Lamb is going to be their best asset at the end of this year, if not uh, definitely 
part of the way through next year. He'll be the best wide receiver, I think. So uh, it's going to be difficult to know when to pick who on this. So I'm definitely going to avoid it early in the season until we seem to get into rhythm. And like you said, with Amari Cooper, uh, sometimes that rhythm just comes and goes, you know, I hope. Well, that's I, why he's I, a tournament guy. Like, he's, yeah, you know, he yeah. can't play him he's in cash. Upside. You just can't do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, you play Zeke in cash with Dak and you play Amari Cooper <laughs> with Dak in tournaments and you pay up somewhere else and you, and you make it all work. But I'll tell you this much. If and when an injury happens, either Gallup or Cooper, fire up all the CD lamb you possibly have. Am I right? Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Oh. Yes, we're very excited about the CD Lamb. <laughs> lamb is going to be on the menu on this That's program right. uh, when when you know other things are are not available. So let's talk about the New York Giants, who at times were very useful in DFS last year. We all know Saquon's all world. We all know you have to pay through the nose for him. He's going to be worth it certain weeks for sure. Many many more weeks than he's not. Let's hope for better health from him. Uh, and let's also talk a little bit about the tight end and the wide receivers here and the quarterback. So. Um, let's start with Daniel Jones, a guy who might be a better fantasy quarterback than a real quarterback. And I like that about him. He's going to be in that middle tier quarterback. And this is the kind of guy I think too, is capable of some big games. And I like him more when Saquon Barkley's healthy. You go look at the game log bogs. He was so much more productive when Saquon was there. And that's not an accident. No, Saquon is a generational talent. And I know that that term gets thrown around a bunch, but it's not too often that a wide receiver is getting, or excuse me, a running back is getting picked two overall. Uh, He's amazing. He's really, really good. You got to pay through the nose for him. And you probably, it's probably a safe bet on 90% of weeks. Uh, Danny Dimes, same thing. Danny Dimes got a a little more wheels than we gave him credit for coming out. But this is another guy. You mentioned Lamar Jackson, the AFC show. I was real high on uh, uh, Daniel Jones coming out. I didn't think that last year he was going to get as much playing time as he did because of Eli still staying there. But uh, he came in and he looked pretty good most of the time, and he's a lot of fun to watch. So going to be going to be an exciting year for Danny Dimes for sure. Uh, Let's talk about the wide receivers. Last year we used Tate a lot, and that worked out. This year I'm going to pivot to more Darius Slayton. Love the touchdown upside. Uh, he seemed to really have a good rapport there with Daniel Jones and Shepard seems to be the guy in line for the most targets. It's all about health for him too, like most guys, but uh, I could see myself with Shepard in some cash and I could see myself with Slayton in some GPP. I think the giants have a lot of appeal to a uh, good draft them with the offensive line made some improvements there. I think the giants are the better New York football team. Sorry, jet fans. <laughs> uh, it's pretty close. I mean, uh, but I do think you're right. I, I would uh, side with the Giants on that as well. Uh, I'm a Golden Tate guy, uh, just a PPR machine. Uh, get always gets a lot of looks. Banged up last year. I I feel like I'm wearing on Slayton, but it's just because I was coming into last year. I didn't expect him to have this big explosion because he just wasn't that good at Auburn because his quarterback play Jared Stidham uh, wasn't that great. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I'm uh, I'm a little behind probably where I should be in my head on Darius Slayton, and that's probably going to make me lean towards Tate and Shepard a little bit more. All right. So, um, you know what? Before we move on to the uh, – actually, you know what? Let's do the tight end here, and let's just jump back to the Cowboys because I think we – didn't give Blake Jarwin his due either. Let's talk about Evan Ingram and Blake Jarwin, two of the tight ends in this division before we get to, obviously, Goddard and Ertz, who are the main focal point tight ends um, in an offense. Uh, Jarwin, to me, has some upside. It, again, kind of like Noah Fant, we talked about the AFC. I think he can catch a touchdown. I think he can be part of this offense. Prescott's shown an affinity for the tight end in his career, throughout his career. The targets have been there. 
um, 124 of them last year to the tight end position. So he doesn't have to get all 124. If he can get 90, geez, that could be a pretty good season for him potentially. And then there's Evan Ingram who shows you flashes, but again, missed half a season. So what are your thoughts on those two tight ends, Boggs? I, you know, I, I kind of with tight ends in DFS, especially in tournament plays, what I like to do is I like to either pay up or go dumpster diving. And these guys are going to be in the middle. So I don't see myself owning a bunch of them in tournaments and cash games, maybe a little bit more, but uh, especially Jarwin, because there's so many Cowboys fans out there. So I feel like he's going to be in a lot of lineups already. So I'd rather just take someone else to get myself ahead of the pack there. So don't think I'm going to own many shares of either of these guys, uh, especially in tournament plays most weeks. Okay, let's jump over to the Eagles. And uh, unfortunately, we're basically exactly where we were a year ago uh, with the <laughs> Eagles wide receivers. Rhaegar is hurt. He's going to miss some time. Jeffrey's hurt. Deshaun Jackson's 147 years old, but he does have a lot of good week ones in him. If you go look at the, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, my buddy from PFF, Andrew Erickson, I just had on the TV show and he said, he said, yeah, he's like, but you know what? If you end up with Deshaun Jackson, play him week one. I don't care if you draft him as a five because every year, week one, man, that guy shows up. And that might be the only game he shows up all year yeah. long uh, or is healthy enough to play. And maybe week one this year, we'll have him in the lineups. We'll find out. But where does this leave Carson Wentz here? Because he was good last year, high floor, low ceiling. I feel like that's kind of where we are again. Probably a decent, you know, a decent quarterback, but man, it's just tough with this Eagles offense right now to get excited because the weapons, again, out there in the wide receiving core are lacking. Well, look, the nice thing is, is that no one throws the tight end more than Wentz because Ertz and Goddard are around. So I'm I'm still okay with Wentz. I think the bigger issue for me is already having soft tissue, whatever nonsense. You know, that is bothering me as far as Carson Wentz is concerned already. So that is annoying, but I mean, you're right. Deshaun Jackson week one. And then after that throw darts for the rest of this wide receiver, who who's going to end up being the one, is it going to be, you know, is it going to be Alshon when he comes, uh, you know, off the pup and is he going to be activated from the pup or is he going to start the year on the pup? Uh, John Hightower has been getting praise. Uh, Quez Watkins has been getting praise. Ortega Whiteside has been getting praise. Greg Ward is still in the starting mix. According to Peterson. I'm not messing with Eagles wide receivers outside of Jackson early in the season, probably most of the year, unless one of them starts to completely stand out. So it's going to be the tight ends, Miles Sanders, maybe a little Boston Scott mixed in there. Other than that, uh, I don't see myself buying too many Eagles. This is too weird. What are your thoughts on Sanders and his injury so far, too? Are you a little afraid of him or is this an opportunity where people might be afraid and then all of a sudden, boom, he's Miles Sanders again and it was all for naught? I'm, uh, you know what? I'm going to let other people take him week one. I want to see. Uh, you yeah, know, I'm with he, you. If he gets out there, uh, I just don't know how much, uh, what his role is going to be. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what it is, uh, you know, come week one. And if he's in there uh, a little bit less than we expected, then week two, I'm going to let pass again, too. Until I see him play a significant amount of snaps and go, I'm going to let someone else buy him. All right, let's go to the Washington football team and I'll be brief. Terry McLaurin, maybe a little Steven Sims, and I'm good. Uh, you can sprinkle in anything else you like, and I'm not sprinkling with Sprinkle. I'm not playing Haskins anytime soon. Uh, I'm not playing AP. I'm sorry, I'm just not. And look, maybe it's going to be amazing one week, and we'll all be wrong, whatever. But it's going to be a long year for Washington, in my opinion. So, Boggs, anything to add with this? Because I do like McLaurin, and Sims had some moments too last year. McLaurin especially. Like, I was impressed 
how good that guy was despite all odds. And I don't think it was a fluke. No, I don't think so either. I, I wasn't sure on McLaurin coming in the last year, but it was more about quarterback play and he made it work with bad quarterback play. So I'm, uh, I'm fine with Terry McLaurin, but like you just mentioned, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, unless someone starts to stand out early in the year, uh, you know, uh, they're listed as sprinkle as it's starting tight end, but Logan Thomas is getting all the, the, uh, compliments, uh, and nobody else, a wide receiver. No, thank you. So, uh, I I'm, it's going to be McLaurin and nobody else for Washington. That's for sure. All right. So let's move on here to the North and let's talk about the Chicago bears because there's another one too, where I'm going to keep it simple. Montgomery's hurt to start the year. Uh, I'm not freaking out all excited about, you know, Tariq Cohn or anybody else here in the backfield. And uh, really, it comes down to one guy for me, and it's the wide receiver. It's Allen Robinson, who last year, you know, on Fandle, he was somewhere around like 8K most weeks, somewhere in that range, give or take, depending on the matchup. And every week, he basically gave you his, you know, two to two and a half X points. And that's exactly what you want out of that guy. And again, subpar quarterback play, somehow overcame it, somehow was able to be productive. And I don't know if that's going to change this year. I also don't think he has a high ceiling. He doesn't have the ceiling of some other guys. He's not Julio Jones. I'd love to see Allen Robinson play with a good quarterback for once in his life. I'm sure he would like to see that too. But what are your thoughts on the Bears? And is there anything else besides Allen Robinson for you that's kind of piqued your interest? No. I'm, I'm, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, An- Anthony Miller, maybe. Uh, but I, I Anthony Miller is probably going to be cheap the first couple of weeks, but it's because no one's going to want to take the risk on him uh, to see what he's going to do early in the season with you know, Foles or Trubisky. Uh, so who... Uh, who knows at this point, they say they're going to announce it on Wednesday, but we'll see if we get an actual report. Like you said, I love Montgomery, but he's banged up. Uh, I think he's in line for a much better uh, year this year, unless they were go to, you know, swoop up Leonard Fournette or something. Uh, and that would, to me, that would just mean that uh, Montgomery is way more hurt than they're leading on. But uh, Allen Robinson early in the year, maybe Anthony Miller uh, moving maybe. forward, but. Uh, it's a big maybe and maybe Cole Komet moving forward as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's another guy too. I thought he was great at Notre Dame. I'd love to see him succeed. I just, you know, I'd love to see Anthony Miller with a different quarterback. I mean, who knows? I think after this year, you're going to see a whole different bears organization to tell you the truth. So we'll see, we'll see the bloodletting there. Um, let's move on here to the Detroit lions. One of my favorite pairings last year before Stafford got hurt was Stafford and Kenny Galladay. And (laughs) guess what? I'm going to be going right back to that. Well, again, it's really good. It's really productive. And you know what? I don't trust the running back situation right now. Swift is in hundred percent. Carry on. Johnson does not get me excited. Sorry. Uh, and look, Marvin Jones is good for his three or four monster games. And we'll try to pinpoint those for you here again this year. Like we did last year, depending on the, the quarterback play and where we can possibly take our shots with Marvin Jones on certain weeks, but really it's simple. It's uh, it's Galladay. It's Stafford and go away. That's it. Yeah, I, you're right. That's pretty much it. Uh, look, uh, TJ Hawkinson is still intriguing to me. And I know he said that he's not is 100%. He, is he? He is. He, he is. is. He is. Okay, why? Uh, why? Be, be, well, he was hurt all year last year. He got banged up in that first game against did, the, I remember. the Cardinals. And he played at well less than 100% the whole year until he missed the last four games. He finally couldn't do it anymore. So he said he's not quite 100%, but if he's 90%, that might be better than what we saw all year last year. And his uh, biggest game, I think, was that first game against the Cardinals. So I'm still intrigued, very intrigued by uh, TJ Hawkinson. Not going to do it early, though. A lot like Anthony Miller, 
let's see what he's got first before you go paying for him. So uh, I'll say that he intrigues me, but you're right about the running back situation, the wide receiver situation, Marvin Jones. I do like, but Danny Amendola is a better floor guy. And uh, Kenny, it's Kenny Galladay, it's Matt Stafford, nobody else right now. Yeah, all right, that's fair enough. All right, let's move on to the Green Bay Packers and my favorite guy in the whole NFL, Aaron Rodgers, as Bogman knows. Um, that's sarcasm for those of you yes. who are out there uh, who are unfamiliar with the program. Welcome, welcome right here to the pre-snap. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, look, it's Aaron Jones, a lot of Aaron Jones and a whole lot more Aaron Jones. And then when I'm done, probably going to get some more Aaron Jones, uh, was on this bandwagon, you know, a while now, it was great to see last year come to fruition. Devonte Adams about as steady as you could possibly get. If you want to pay up for a wide receiver, no doubt about it, but let's be frank. There's only a handful of games last year for big time. Aaron Rodgers, 300 yard games. They don't really exist. And part of the reason is a lack of definitive number two. Here's the question. You ready? Is Alan Lazard that number two? I don't know. And that's the right answer is no one knows. Uh, I think it's Alan uh, Lazard, uh, but MVS getting a lot of, uh, you know, talking up. I think Equinamia St. Brown is the best talent out of all three of those guys, but I don't think he likes football that much. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not. Uh, it's Devonte Adams for me. And that's really it early. I know you like uh, Aaron Jones, and I like him too, but we are going to talk a lot about uh, touchdown regression for him this year, and I would not be surprised if A.J. Dillon is a goal line back for them. Uh, he is a giant monster of a back. So uh, if they put him in just a take, you know, uh, carries with inside the five is his early season role and have Jamal Williams be that receiving back again and Aaron Jones be the main back, uh, I, I think that's something that's in the realm of possibility. So specifically early, uh, I probably won't be buying Aaron Jones and, and Devonte Adams is the only guy that's safe on this team. You know, I, I will go in for Jones and I will go in for Adams. Um, and I might do it without Aaron Rodgers. Ha ha, ha, ha Aaron Rodgers. That's right. I did it. It's just, I don't know. I just think there's other places you could say, I think you still pay for the name and you don't get Aaron Rodgers of old. And that's a problem yeah. for me. And that's, yeah, that's why I'm I do you. it because I think you're still going to get plenty of points from Jones and Adams. But you know what? Like if I can save 500 bucks a quarterback and get something close to that Aaron Rodgers productivity, why wouldn't I do that and go spend it at the uh, RB2 spot? It's just, I, it's just the, what I'm going to do. 16 weeks how or 17 weeks, excuse me. How many Aaron Jones or uh, how many Aaron Rodgers are, do you think you're going to have? Uh, me? Two? Yeah. Two. That sounds like a good number. Yeah. Two, maybe yeah, three. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you there. know what? I would take the under on two, but uh, <laughs> for you, um, but uh, you know, who, who knows? Who knows? Stranger things have happened. Stranger. Hey, look, you know me. If it's the yeah. right play. It's the right play. And whatever it's, gets money, man. Yeah. Uh, hey, I just yeah. took Aaron Rodgers in some other league. And then someone was like, you took Aaron Rodgers? Like, yeah. Look at where he fell. I got him in the 10th round or some crazy thing like that. I'm like, yeah, sure. That's Why not? Right. Single quarterback league is. Were you talking with Jerry sure. Steinfeld? Is that who it was? Yeah, I love sure. was taking all the time. He fell like I couldn't believe how far he fell. And if I'm going to take a quarterback, <laughs> then that's the guy uh, that late. Well, all right, I'm going to do it. All right, let's move on here to the Minnesota Vikings and uh, another quarterback uh, that uh, gives you fits sometimes. Sometimes really good, other times not so much. And that's why I tend to not use a lot of Kirk Cousins, although sometimes when he's on that little mini roll, it's worth a look, but we'll wait and see what that happens. It's not going to be an early play. Uh, Dalvin Cook, as long as he's healthy, another monster. Uh, this was another guy at the top of the board running back, but worth it for sure. 
now here's the question because you've gotten uh you know some bc johnson stuff you've gotten some justin jefferson you know little nuggets coming out of camp and then there's adam thielen who's kind of left there i'm concerned with adam thielen by himself without stefan diggs right now until somebody else's emerges are you sharing that same concern with me no, probably not as much. I, I understand. Uh, I understand what you're saying, but I, I don't think I'm as worried as you are. I think it's Thielen by far the number one. Then, like you said, early in the season when they're working it out uh, between BC Johnson and Justin Jefferson, uh, obviously uh, I think Justin Jefferson is supreme talent. I think he is going to be the guy that uh, is the number two early and often on that squad. Uh, so I, I don't have many reservations about taking Adam Thielen if I think the matchup is right. Can Irv Smith kind of show up this year or, or no? Um, I just <laughs> That's my reaction as well. <laughs> I, I think that Kyle Rudolph is the goal line tight end, the red zone tight end. So uh, for that reason, I don't think I don't see myself buying Irv Smith unless he impresses early. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's go to the South and let's talk about one of my favorites. Oh, yes. Yes, here we go. Atlanta Falcons. Mm, sign me up. How many am I allowed to put in? All of them? Good. <laughs> I'm going to use all of them. I just want the Falcons versus. That's what I want. I want the Falcons versus. I want Julio. I love Calvin Ridley this year so much. And we will do a lot of that probably where we look at the matchup and we say, okay, and we play, you know, you take the savings and you play Calvin Ridley this week or that week you play Julio. We go back and forth. But Matt Ryan's going to throw the ball a ton. They're going to catch it a ton. It comes down to what we think about Todd Gurley. Now, new offense, new team. Can Todd Gurley kind of get back into our good graces here? Because last year, he wasn't terrible because he scored touchdowns. Yeah. So on FanDuel, he was a good play. I guess the question is, can he rebuild some value? Because last year, Devonta Freeman caught a ton of balls. Can he become a viable PPR guy as well on DK? Yeah, uh, and, and it's funny, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about snaps and how Lev Bell had all the snaps. Well, there were only four guys at running back higher than him, and Gurley was one of them, dragging around on one leg where everyone talks about he's so gimpy, he's already limping in camp and all that stuff. Well, he was last year, too. Like, that knee injury's not going away, but it's also not keeping him off the field. So I'm fine with Todd Gurley and he scores a ton of touchdowns, which makes I am me fine. We are fine. Everything we are fine. fine. Well, it's, people, it's people hate Todd Gurley, Joe. I they don't do. know if you knew this, but uh, now, now that he's not the number one overall running back, they act like he's dead. You know, they act like he's Frank Gore all of a sudden, and he's not He's still on the field a ton, you know, so he's going to, and he's going to be on the field a ton for Atlanta and uh, he's going to get catches in the fourth quarter. Cause let me, uh, you know, tell you guys something. And you probably already know this. The defense in Atlanta blows. It's really, yes, not good. really, really bad not tackling. Good. And look, we're going to be going against them too. We're going to have a lot of yeah. game stacks between the Falcons versus whoever. That's going to happen quite a bit because they still do not tackle anybody. Uh, exactly. They still struggle mightily against running backs who catch the ball out of the backfield. So I would, I'm going to say ready. they're going to be better this year, but it's only because they can't be worse than they were I, last year. You know year. what? That's what everyone keeps telling me about the Bears too. And I go, really? Everyone says, oh, the quarterback play can't be worse. And I say, really? Yeah, well, I think it could. yeah, it could. It, it could definitely get worse. But uh, I don't it, most of the time, your law of averages, you're not going to see much worse than you saw from the Atlanta defense uh, of the Chicago we'll Bears quarterbacks out. last year. So we'll find out. Uh, yeah, a lot of stacks from the Atlanta offense. And Hayden Hurst, too. Let's not forget about him, too, a new addition where he's going to be a trendy pick. 
So I'm not gonna, as excited gonna, about Hayden Hurst as everyone else. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it's going to be very trendy. You're going to see a lot of it. I want to see the price. I want to see the yeah. price in the matchup. If the matchup and the price is right, then I'm willing to go there. But uh, I'm I'm into the Ridley Julio Jones end of this one. And maybe even all the two of them and Matt Ryan, maybe it's a little fun menage a trois, the three of us, and we just go there and win <laughs> DFS money. But nobody throws the ball more than the Falcons, and I love that about the Falcons. So uh, speaking of quarterbacks, Let's talk about Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy B over there with the Carolina Panthers. So uh question for you here. We know CMC, uh, he's, he's good at football. Last time I checked, yep. you don't have to worry about too much of him. What's Teddy Bridgewater's impact positively or negatively on DJ Moore this year? Because Moore was one of our favorite guys here on the show. Every week he scored points. Every week he was undervalued. Every week he was under rostered. Can he do it again with Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, I don't know why he couldn't. Uh, I don't know if he will because they actually added some talent in this receiving core, Robbie <laughs> Anderson. I've always been a big Robbie Anderson guy, you know, on the field, off the field, not, uh, the, not the best. Didn't you guys used ever. to race cars back then? <clears throat> Weren't you guys in one of the Fast and Furious movies together, I feel like? Yeah, it was me and Robbie Anderson and Vin Diesel and The Rock. It was, uh, it was what Jason is it, Fast Taylor. and Furious Surprise Arizona? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like that's... <laughs> Surprise <laughs> Arizona. Yeah, I remember the first time I went to Surprise, I'm like, the surprise is that it exists so far away from Fast and Furious, uh, Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Right, yeah, Fast and Furious, Scottsdale. Fast and Furious, getting pulled over by the cops. That, that's uh-huh. what it would be in Scottsdale. Uh, yeah, but I'm uh, DJ Moore is on the same level. I There are some people that saw what he did last year, and they want to raise him and make him like a wide receiver one. He's not going to be that for me yet i think he has the ability to get there he's not there yet for me uh because teddy b is better than kyle allen but i don't know how much better he is than kyle allen and i don't know how you know he's going to stay on the field either so we haven't seen him take a ton of snaps yet so uh did a nice job filling in for drew Brees last year let's see what he can do with the rigors of a entire nfl football season so uh mccaffrey is you know gonna be paid up most of the time like Robbie Anderson as a tournament play as a boomer bus guy. And other than that, I'm not real interested in anything else on the squad. All right, let's move on here to the new Orleans saints. Also a very high powered offense. Michael Thomas, all world. The salary was so high and he still returned it every week. I played Michael yeah. Thomas and cash so much last year. And it was great. Cause I got to play him with Teddy Bridgewater when everybody stopped playing him. And it was so good because he just was unstoppable last year. And I imagine unstoppable this year. As of right now, the minute we're recording this, Alvin Kamara is holding out. At some point in time, we'll see if there's some sort of, you know, rectification to that situation. I don't even know if that's a word. I might have just made it up. That's fine. Uh, Drew Brees this year, same as always. Good at home, not so good on the road. Don't play him on the road. Pay up in the dome. Don't complicate your life. Things are easy sometimes. Your thoughts on Emmanuel Sanders in this Saints offense? I love Manny Sanders, but we're getting a lot of positive chatter about Traquan Smith. Breeze predicted a breakout year for him. Uh, you know, a lot of beat writers have predicted a breakout year for him to say that he's looking really, really great in camp. Um, but I'm still a Manny Sanders guy. I'm I'm a Manny Sanders till I die type of guy. The dude came back from the Achilles injury. He played 17 regular season games last year, Joe, because he got traded. So we weren't sure if he was going to be back for week one last year. Not only did he make week one, he also played more regular season games than any other NFL player because he got flipped. So uh, Manny Sanders, great last year. I, I expect it to stick with the Saints. Uh, and, you know, if something happens to Breeze, I'll be paying up for Jameis Winston a bunch because not only is he good for your team, 
but he also has so many turnovers that he sets it up for the other team. <laughs> he's good so, all the way around. He's yeah, just, he's, he's just, good for fantasy the all the way keeps around. Keeps on giving. Yeah, we uh, took him in. We took him in our uh, diehards deep draft. So uh, you know, stick for next year. That's a dynasty pick for sure. Yeah, uh, and Jared Cook, you know, another guy that. You know, if you score a touchdown, you're a tight end one, and he has that ability sometimes too. It was more Nine of a, last year. In, yeah, it was more of an in the dome play, obviously, where the scoring is higher. That's where I was looking for Jared Cook last year. That's where he paid off for the most part. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Let's go to uh, Tampa. Speaking of old Jameis Winston, uh, there's a new <laughs> quarterback, some new guy. I don't know who he is. Uh, some guy named Brady. Uh, he's new. Um, so ton of hype here with Tom Brady and the Bucs. Um, Godwin's still going to be Godwin. I think he's going to be terrific. Mike Evans, I think will be Mike Evans, which is he'll have some really great games and some other games where you're a little disappointed. So that makes him more of a tournament play because he's like Amari Cooper in that sense. Uh, I am not going to have any Rob Gronkowski. I don't care. Uh, you can keep all the running backs for now. Cause right now they don't have one. In my opinion, you can tell me about Ronald Jones. I don't want to hear it. We'll see. But for now, I guess the question is, is it just the wide receivers or is it Tom Brady in a pairing? You know, I, I could see a stack with Tom Brady. Uh, I, I'm okay with that. Godwin, Evans, and Brady. Ask me if I would take anyone else on this team, Joe. Would you take anyone else on this team, Joe? No, 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 no. No, just can't do it. No, no. Or their defense. I'll tell you. Pass. I'll tell you what. The the Bucks against when they go play Carolina because that's a very young defense they're going to struggle with Tampa because Tom Brady is going to take advantage of the youth there. And I can tell you right now, whenever that's on the schedule, we are going to be in the Tom Brady business because he is going to pick out. Yeah. He's and not because they're not enough talent. They're just young and they're going to show them some stuff. They're not ready for. And that's going to be a problem. They Um, literally spent all their draft picks on the defense. They did seven of them. And that they're all like 22 years old. Like it's just, you know, and you don't replace Luke Keekly overnight. It's just not something that happens. Um, no. So, so that's that. That's your Tampa Bay Buccaneers preview. Bada boom, bada bing. Let's go to the West here. Lots of exciting stuff in the West. Okay, Arizona Cardinals. Super excited. Love Kyler Murray this year. Love it. If you don't want to pay all the way up for Lamar Jackson, this is the perfect pivot, right? You can spend you know a couple hundred dollars less, maybe even a thousand dollars less some weeks, and get Kyler Murray. He's going to have rushing upside, rushing touchdown upside. He threw for 3,700 yards. Uh, I know I'm very positive here, but if you think I'm positive, wait to hear Bogman about Kyler Murray. This is my <laughs> stack, man. This is my stack. Uh, this is it, in man. And, and all this stuff. It's uh, the, Everything adds up. Kyler Murray throws well, and he's got Hopkins and Larry and Kirk. He runs well, and he's got Kenyon Drake next to him. Uh, you take all of this great stuff and add in a defense that is miserable. It's almost as bad as Atlanta, you know, a lot, a lot of young parts, a lot of good parts, but together it didn't work very well last year. Maybe it'll be better this year, but it's pretty bad. And they are going to score a ton of points and they're going to have to, because their defense also lets up a ton of points foot on gas all game. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be taking a lot of Cardinals at most weeks. Uh, you know, they have some tough matchups in their division, Seattle and San Francisco. Are yeah. tough, but, no, but they played uh, well against the 49ers last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Can you drink ran muck over them? Like that's the thing. I, you know, look, we'll get into 49ers in a second here. But um, depending on early on, if DeAndre Hopkins has been given any kind of discount, I'm taking it. If you give me a discount on him, 
He's just too good. Of course. Kirk yeah, is I don't understand why he's yeah. like in season long, oh, he's dipped, it. and I don't oh. get it at all. I don't understand nope. that. Anytime you're willing to pass me any cheaper shares of Hopkins, I'm happy to take him. And look, I need Kenyon Drake to be healthy and, and perform, and I think he can. Um, I'm excited to run a ton of plays. Defense is bad. This is going to be fantastic. Larry Fitzgerald might even have a couple early good weeks too. Christian Kirk might show up in a couple of our lineups as we go through. They don't have a tight end. And, I mean, Max Williams is there, but you know we're not going to get too much into that. Uh, but yeah, Kyler Murray, even there might be some weeks too, where we just like Kyler Murray too, where yeah. he might be just the guy. So we'll run that 100%. out there. Uh, the Rams right now is kind of a question mark here. What's the backfield again, as we're recording this, what's the backfield look like? Is it just Cam Akers at this point or is it a timeshare? What are your thoughts on this one? Well, I think with Daryl Henderson being banged up to start the year, uh, I think they'll mix in Brown. I think Brown might start game one and then, you know, we'll see Cam Akers mixed in. But as soon as he flashes, which I expect to be early, it's going to be Cam Akers' backfield. I, you know, I like Daryl Henderson a lot. He's a nice complimentary back, but I think that Cam Akers is going to outperform all other uh, all all other adversaries in this backfield. So I'm a big, big Cam Akers guy. Now Jared Goff threw for a lot of yards last year, but he also threw a lot of picks and not as many touchdowns. We'll see if he can get back. But uh, I'm skeptical, so I'm going to wait and see approach with Jared Goff. Uh, Cooper Cup, I don't have to wait and see. I, I feel good about him. Uh, Woods had a great finish to the season. I understand, like, Cup was great, and then he wasn't, and then Woods was great. And, you know, I get all that, and I understand that Woods didn't have a lot of touchdowns, but I think that's kind of arbitrary sometimes. So both these guys in the wide receiving core I'm good with. Boggs, anything else to add here with Higby or anything else? I like Higby more than I like Josh Reynolds. And I know uh, there's a lot of people that think uh, Reynolds is pretty good and Higby isn't. Uh, so I'll just throw my hat in that ring. And I also think Van Jefferson is better than Josh Reynolds. So uh, not that I think Josh, I don't think Josh Reynolds is bad at all. I think he's done very well for himself. But uh, I think Van Jefferson is better than him. That's why they spent a second round pick on him. And I think Higby is better than him, too. So uh, I think those guys uh, we'll see more often. So I probably won't be swinging on Reynolds very often. All right. Let's move on to the NFC champions, the uh, the San Francisco 49ers. And um, look, if Mostert's cheap, all right. He's got to get a touchdown, really, though, because he's not going to catch a ton of balls. Uh, I am not a big Jimmy Garoppolo guy. Uh, George Kittle, because, once again, doesn't catch a ton of touchdowns. A little, little eh, lacking for me. I'll tell you what, you're going to see me actually take some flyers with Kendrick Bourne for some touchdown upside because that touchdown guy gets guy. targets. Yeah. yeah, he gets targets in the red zone. So especially with Debo Samuel, a little banged up to start the year. Kendrick Bourne's going to be a guy in these first couple of weeks that we're going to talk about. Uh, when Debo's back, though, we will go to that Debo well. It's just I find myself, you know, always looking at Kittle going, yeah, you know, he's, he's really good, but uh, it's just vidurical because he doesn't add in those Kelsey touchdowns. And that's like the big separator between those two. And the price is pretty close. Yeah, I think he could this year. So uh, we'll, we'll see with Kittle. Obviously going to be very, very expensive uh, every single week. Uh, Debo, I'm not going to buy until I see him do it. I'm afraid of foot injuries, especially with wide receivers. that got to plant that foot and drive, uh, you know, so often. So I'm going to be wary of him. I might see. I think Brandon Ayuk might be the Niner that I buy the most. Uh, wow. in DFS this year. I, I'm a big most certain. Well, he fun slants over the middle. That's what the 49ers do. So if you could yep. do that, you could play for Kyle Shanahan because that's exactly. all they do. And, and, and the defense. And, and the yeah. defense. Going to buy a lot of the defense too. 
All right, I'm going to be buying a lot of Seattle this year, too, because I think they're actually going to win this division. There, I said it. Uh, and uh, I'm looking at Russell Wilson again. Just I think this might be his MVP season. I think he might be able to put it together. Uh, Lockett is solid. Uh, good weekly floor. Maybe not the greatest ceiling. I think DK Metcalf's going to have a lot of ceiling. I think if he can catch a couple more of those balls that he saw in the red zone, it could be a big season for DK, and the price is going to rock it up real quick. Uh, Chris Carson says he's healthy. He says he's ready to go week one. We shall see. Uh, but in the meantime, it's still Russell Wilson or you know Russell Wilson and Carson or Russell Wilson with DK. There's some good pairings there uh, for me. So, Bogman, what's your take here on the Seattle Seahawks? Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is another real stackable lineup. I, I don't know who the tight end is going to be between, you know, uh, Hollister, Disley, Greg, Greg Olson. Olson. I'm guessing it's going to be Greg Olson would be my probably my first pick. Uh, but. You know, Metcalf led the league in end zone targets last year. He is going to be a, a a staple of lineups, I think, for you and I this year. And uh, like you said, Lockett with an amazing floor. Russell Wilson's always good every week, but he's always expensive. So uh, going to be going to be a lot of fun. A lot of defense buying from this team too. So yeah. I think they're going to be cheaper, and I think it's gonna it's going to be intriguing. They're definitely not as good as they were, uh, you know, a couple years ago but they're still uh, pretty decent a lot of the times. So we're Who not retires? buying them against Arizona. But, you know. <laughs> Who retires first, uh, Greg Olson or Frank Gore? Oh, Greg Olson. Greg Olson already <laughs> has really got a job. He's yeah. got jobs waiting for him after this. I like. I wouldn't be shocked if Greg Olson quit halfway through the year. Yeah. I want to see Frank Gore go back and play in college. I want him to go back like that movie. Uh, unnecessary you know who just where he goes committed back to, to Southern Miss, Joe? Yeah. His son, just right? Frank Gore Jr. Now, is he going, is is that why he's hanging on? Is he going to try to play with his son? Is that the idea? No, I think he's, uh, you know, Frank Gore uh, famously scored super low on his Wonderlick test. So, you know, which he probably just didn't even care about and just, you know, did the uh, C for every single answer. But uh, I I always say he's too dumb to, he's too dumb to get hurt. Like he just doesn't know he's hurt. So, uh, you know, (laughs) I, I think that. Uh, I think he just loves playing football, man, and you can't blame him for that. If he's not hurt and he's uh, he gets up and he something he wants to do every day, do it till you know they tell you you can't. You know why? Not? That's what I'm doing. I mean, that's right. That's it. Me and Frank Gore just can't get rid of us. Uh, we went... <laughs> so look, that'll do it for all the previews. If you missed, you can go back and check out the AFC version. We just did that one as well. I get you all set up, get you geared up, get you focused, get your mind right. For DFS season, because NFL is right here, and we want you to subscribe to the pre-snap Line Star DFS show right here, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Again, we're on iTunes, we're on Google, we're on Stitcher, we're on iHeartRadio, we're everywhere. So go subscribe to the pod, click that notifications button. We'll be doing the the preview show every Thursday for the week. We'll be doing the wagering show every Friday that'll get released. And of course, on Tuesday, the recap show and the quick look ahead with Bogdan and myself. In the meantime, go to LionStarApp.com, follow them on Twitter, follow LionStarNFL on Twitter as well. You can also follow us at JoePizzaPia17 and at Bogman Sports. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. There's nothing left to do now except break the huddle and win some cash. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a review, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman.